This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I can officially welcome you all back to season 2023 of NRL Fantasy. We have a lot of changes coming in this year, and we're going to be going through a lot of them today. Also, we're going to be going through a bunch of our strategies. I have three here that I think you could adopt in any way, shape, or form, which I'm going to go through our little table here at the bottom, and also our Excel spreadsheet, which I will delve deeply into those three strategies that I've come up with. But we will start off with those rules up top and what is new in 2023 guys if you have noticed down the bottom there in that new overlay we have our new discord code we have the league code as well so jump in and hit that one we also have some new branding in the jb there uh for jamie brown my name uh which all of you will find out a little bit more in the next few weeks which i've got plenty of exciting things to come but let's get into this content here. So the salary cap has changed a little bit. Is that it is at 10 million and that doesn't reflect what it actually is in the NRL at the moment, but that's okay. It looks like they're going to keep it at this uh, for this stage for this year uh, and probably change from there. For those who will ask, the NRL app will come into effect in later in January. I know a lot of you guys like using the phone like myself. Uh, definitely find it, you know, obviously on the go a lot easier. That will come in late January. So if anyone asks, just let them know that. We don't have an exact date, but that's the general plan right now. So a bunch of dot points to get through. First one here is the teams will have a buy each week, which is a brand new feature this year in fantasy, given there is 17 teams in the comp with the Dolphins joining this year. So very, very exciting for me. I think it's a much better way to play NRL fantasy is that having you know an extra team there gives it an extra buy, which adds another layer uh, of difficulty to this game. What we also are going to be seeing there is it's actually two extra weeks. So we will say in a second, we do have eight extra trades this year. So it was at 36, now it's at 44. So people are like, wow, it's an extreme amount of extra trades they've given us this year. There are two extra weeks to uh, allow for those two buyers that each team is going to get uh, over over the the course of the season and get that uh, correct amount of games in 
for each team that we normally have. So nothing too much changes apart from having that one team with a buy each week. And I'm sure a lot of the, the squads will, will enjoy that. But that's definitely a brand new feature. And as I said, I'm really excited about that. And I hope you guys are as well. We will speak a lot further about that as we get into things throughout the year. So our total trades have been adjusted to 44, like we said, with a maximum of 36 available through to end of round 19 and another eight available from round 20. So this kind of works pretty well. It is, for most people, uh, it is difficult to use that amount of trades all the way through to round 19. So what we did see last year, is they did bring in this rule. So this is slightly similar to that. For those that are, are new or coming back into the game after a bunch of years off, this is what they did last year. They gave you some extra trades, well, you're, you know, to add up to the full allotment of trades after that round 19. So basically, I think that a lot of this is going to come to play when we talk about the, the three strategies that I have available for you guys to potentially use uh, going forward. There might be a few other strategies as well that you can come up with, but these are going to be the main sort of three there. So when we talk about trade maximums, it's very different this year as well. We have, you're able to make two trades each week from round two to round six. So you'll have five weeks there where you can make two trades as a maximum. Then from round seven to round 12, you get three. And from round 13 onwards, all the way through to the last round in round 27, you can actually use four per week. So it's actually pretty crazy, which I'll, I'll jump over here and show you what that would look like if you were to use all your trades. So here with 44 trades, you use a two trades a week for the first five, okay? You got the three and then the four, like I said. That would mean you use 10 trades in the first five rounds, which leaves you finishing uh, the end of round six. From there, you'd have six rounds of three, which is 18. That's 28 in total so far. And if you max traded from there, be another 60 trades. So in total, it would be 88 and we get 44. So you would very much run out of trades extremely early. Obviously with this, you couldn't use the full allotment, but if you were given all 44 of them in a row, you would run out by the end of round 16, which would leave you with 11 rounds left. Obviously they give you that eight at the end. So this wouldn't exactly happen but it still shows you you do need to conserve some trades at some point. And, and in the old years, they used to only allow you to make that two per week. And then in the two buy rounds would give you three or four. These, these days it's, it's changed and they're giving you a lot more autonomy to actually use as many trades as you like. So it can be very scary if you're a trade happy guy, uh, like I know a lot of people are. Um, yeah, very, very interesting there for sure. Okay, we'll move on to the next one. So buy rounds are going to be in 13, 16, and 19. And the difference this year is that your score will be reduced to 13 players. So in the past, you've been able to use all 17 if you want to. Most of the time, using the full 17 would leave you short for the next buy round, for example. Use 17 in there out of your, your total of, of 20, uh, 21 players. You therefore have to use max trades to even get close to a 13 for the next time. So they've reduced that, which... I'm not too fond of, I think, you know, either way, it, like it helps if you're someone that likes the strategy of having around that 12 to 13 in both or the buy rounds, all three of the buy rounds there. Um, but if you're someone that likes going hard and, and conserving at the start, it makes it a little bit harder for you to really catch up during that buy period, for example. And then the dual uh, position player update schedule is very normal. So after round one team list, they will change. Okay, if there's someone who's named in a certain position and there's some thought that they will play there regularly, then they will get that dual position. Remember guys, if you have a dual position already, two positions, whether center and wing fullback, for example, you will not be able to get a third and they will not change that second one to whatever they've been named in. They will then change uh, before round seven, before round 13, and also before round 21. So just be aware of that when you're looking at making your sides there. Okay, so we're going to go through the spreadsheet first and then get back into some of the perks and some of the cons 
of the three, the three strategies I've got. So my first strategy is to trade really hard early, okay, and then try to build from there and, and see how you go. And, and we'll speak about that in a second in terms of what that would look like in trades. The second one would be to conserve early and go crazy with your trades in the middle. And the third one would be the middle of both of those. So kind of, you know, sitting there and making you know, a few trades here and there as you go along uh, so I'm going to pop over to the Excel sheet now and we will go through those traits. So strategy one here, we've got an example, right? This isn't exactly how it's going to go, but just bear with me here and see which, which strategy you think would be best for you. So this will be the trading hard early. So you would be using 10, 10 trades of those first five trading opportunities, which would end you at round six, okay? You did that 10, you would then do two per week on average for the rest of the way. How that would work then is you would run out of trades at the end of round 24. And that's using two on average each and every round after round six. So let me know if you think that would be a solid strategy for you. I personally think this is the best strategy for most scenarios. I think strategy two is gonna be the best strategy, which is conservative and then trading hard through the middle if you have a super really good starting side. But strategy one for most people, I think is gonna work well. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Because we have so many trades given that 44, I think it's super important to get your team right from the start. If you have a few issues in your starting side, I would suggest making changes early, getting out those cheapies that aren't performing, the mid-rangers that you thought you know, were going to do really well and they haven't done so. Get them out, get the correct cash cows, and you can build your squad from there. The other thing I would say there is if you were to manage to save a couple early, instead of using max trades for the first five rounds there, you could save two. Then you'd run out of trades after 25 rounds, which would leave you with two rounds with no trades. But if you've done really well with managing your side, you'd be able to leave a couple of guys on your bench there, given 18th and 19th man. You'd have some uh, dual position and some cover where you'd be able to get a strong 17 each week and hopefully only get away with a couple of injuries would be the way to try and uh, make it through that whole season and do super well. Again, we'll uh, jump in and have a look at the perks and the cons of that. So my perks, I would say, would be getting all the cash cows in, okay, which is going to give you some good points, but really just build your team value, which is a super important facet of the game. You can build your team value super high. You can have a really good season. You're going to get ahead of the pack early. If you're jumping on all the right cash cows, you're getting the right mid-rangers, you're going to jump ahead of some other guys that haven't uh, been able to 
jump on those guys and get the correct points or, or the best points that they that they need to go ahead with this. And I think there's going to be enough trades for this strategy. So that's why I think it's probably the optimal one. Just you know, you're only using that ten in the first five. Yes, it's you know it's max trading at the start. But the issue, most people are going to a lot of people are going to max trade in that middle section and the later section with the three and four a week, and they really add up. So I don't think the two per week is a real killer in this. Cons I see is you're probably going to jump off a few players a little bit early. You know, you might see one guy have a poor round one and then round two and three, they come out and kill it. So that could be a poor strategy there. You'd be worrying about the number of trades that you have in your bank later on in the season. And I think the last one would be relying on cover and luck at the end would be a big issue. Makes sense, right? You're leaving the last two rounds for chance um, and that could be a bit of an issue. Strategy number two, this is a conservative strategy and then trading hard through the middle. So I'd say probably about five or five to six trades use around that one to one and a bit per week on average there. I would then suggest probably two per week from round seven to 11. So that five round period there uh, would leave you with 15 to 16 trades used. Okay. And then three per week from there, all the way from 12 through to 18 is seven rounds there and 21 trades. That would leave you with seven to eight trades remaining. And then you could use one to two per week for the remainder to set up your final team and get you through uh, any injuries and suspensions that you might come across. So what this will do is, you know, if you, if you did manage to save a few during the middle there, it obviously saves you a few more for the final team, which could, could be great. So as I said, I think this works best. If you have a perfect starting side, you do really, really well. You'll be able to conserve a few trades at the start and then use a, a, a few more through the middle in that important buy period. So I definitely think that would be the next best strategy for this year, but that really hinges on the fact that you have a super duper good starting side to kick things off. All right, so coming back to the perks there, as I said, you should be scoring best of energy, energy yeah, should be scoring best of any strategy across the important buy period. As I said here, if you're having an extra trade a week here in that buy section, you're going to score better than most. If you have a great starting team, I think this is the best strategy, as I said there. Cons, you might be a little bit too far behind if you go a little bit conservative at the start, unless your team is perfect. Again, there'll be a lot of people that use this, this strategy, but they haven't had that perfect starter, so that could be an issue. You could also forget about building your final 17. You know, if you're thinking about trading too heavily through the middle, there could be a few issues there in terms of being able to build that final 17. You also might get into that strategy or that headspace of really chasing points, which is something that I, you know, and a lot of uh, other uh, NRL fantasy players get in trouble with is that they chase those points and those, uh, that, you know, that, uh, that value increase there. All right, onto the middling strategy. And just say you use seven trades here. So you're not using, you're not max trading every week. You're not going all out. You then on average is one and a half per week until round the end of round 12. So with the buy rounds being from 13 onwards, you're not over trading during this period, but you're making sure that you're fixing any errors that you may have come up with. You're upgrading a few cash cows. You're doing what you need to do to, to get to that stage. You then have uh, 16 total use, which is very similar to strategy two, just a slightly different way of doing it. From then on, all the way up until round 25, you would be using two trades. I think that's pretty fair. You do miss out on that that buy period and, and having you know that extra one that the strategy two has been using. But obviously, all the way up until round 25, you have that two trades per week, whereas you had that one to two after round 18 in that strategy number two. You then leave two trades for the final two rounds. And that's to make sure that if a gun goes down, you can replace them with another gun. You make sure you have a strong 17 
each week. Uh, I just think it leaves you some space to finish well. So they definitely all have their pros. Let me know if you in the comments if you have any other strategies that you think can work in this one. But I think they're the three pretty normal ones that I think would work well uh, with this new fantasy game. That's the thing, guys. It is brand new, so you, know, you could come out with a certain strategy. You think this, you know, it might have done well in the past, and it might not do well in this new version. Uh, a, a completely new strategy might come out and and take over and win this as well. So it's going to be all fun to see the middling strategy. I can see this. Uh, you know, to quote TK, talks about the three date rule. You should be out with the middle middling strategy. Be able to watch a player a couple more times than just what you would do in that trade hard, that trade hard early section where you see one that oh they haven't done so well. Get rid of them straight away. Whereas the middling, you'd probably wait a little bit longer. You're not going to waste trades as much, which you might see in that crazy in the middle stage or trading hard early because you're right in the middle of both of them. And I think it works perfectly if your team is going along nicely from the start. Of course, it's very similar to this conserve early uh, section here. If it's going well, you don't have to trade too crazy, just making some upgrades, removing players that aren't doing so well, and you can do uh, it from there. The cons, I think you might potentially give players a bit too long in your side. Probably going to miss out on a couple of cashies. You go, oh, do I need to make that trade? They've already gained a bit. Uh, they're not. They're only scoring okay, but I could use their cash that they're generating. You know, you have those questions, and then you just decide not to trade. And the cons here is, I think it's a new game, so it might be too middle. It's basically what I've worked out here. I, I think you, to in in this one where you've gotten a lot of extra trades now. I think there's two options there that work well. I think one and two are your best strategies. The middling can work. And I'm sure some, you know, a bunch of people will do well using that strategy. And it is usually what the strategy I would take when you've got like a shorter buy period, like we usually have to have a less, you have less trades to use. So it's, you know, you usually fall into a bit of a trap. If you trade really hard early, you can catch yourself later, really struggling to, to last at the end of the year. And then if there's injury suspensions and whatever else, um, it can cause lots of trouble. But that is that video, guys. I hope you enjoyed that one. Plenty to come from here uh, with me here. We're just going to be updating you every couple of days from here on in, which will be great. And we'll get scoop on. We'll get plenty going on and we'll show you uh, what's happening. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.